All right. Back in business. Kind of. Hold on. A little bit. Try to make sure we're loud enough. Is this how pre-roll works? That's yeah. Snapping. That's how it Sniggity works. snapping. Cool. Nice sock, Gabe. Thanks, dude. Your socks are always on point. I appreciate that. Just want you to know that. I, uh, my buddy Ahmad, he's been recently getting into the sock game. So, oh, is he out? Yeah. So we, um, <laughs> I know he doesn't listen to the show, so I could say it. But uh, my girlfriend got him socks with his his face on it. <laughs> it's like printed all over, and I think this will be the only show he ever listens to. Now, watch. It'll be like the only show. He's like, oh, I mean, we've been talking about this. I for don't know. Two years now. Maybe I should check out my buddy's show. Yeah, right. <laughs> But uh, I, I think he'll get a good kick out of that because it's like a really goofy picture of him too with like that stupid Snapchat filter and shit. My uh, wife's uncle has his his girl because they're like together forever, but they're not married. Uh, they have kids and shit. She has leggings with his face on it. That's hilarious. I'm like, that's fucking fantastic. Adrian wouldn't do it though. I tried. Damn. It is what it is. <laughs> The power of man buns unite on this particular episode, Gabe. Yeah, man. yeah, man. You know, I, I think it was funny because, uh, you know, I always bring it up, but like a, a few years ago, you were giving me shit for it, and it wasn't even like a, like a full douchey bun. It was just so the shit doesn't get in your fucking face no. when you're doing stuff. No, you're douchey, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Now you're equally as douchey. Yeah, uh, well, it's gonna have to get cut because I got that job. But yeah, we'll get. Are gonna make you shave too? No, they don't, they're not gonna make me do anything. But I'm gonna be the first face people see. So I'm like, gotcha. Maybe, How short are you gonna go? I probably end up cutting it long enough for the bow, so I'll be able to slick it back still. But the uh, the ponytail right at the ribbon, yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Probably be. Yeah, I'll man, go it'll look good. Maybe it's time too. Yeah, them sides cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Gotta hit fluids. Mm-hmm. All right, ready, Gabe? Born ready. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids podcast, episode number ninety-seven. Wow, ninety-seven! Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Yeah, creeping, creeping, creeping. Yep, ever so close, but it is what it is. We're back, and it is a a decently cold day, not like brutal. Right, so but the sun's out. There's uh-huh. no wind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of nice, man. If you're gonna go for a walk, today's the day. Yeah, uh, when I wa- I'm outside to go throw the garbage this morning, and I had shorts on and the shirt and stuff that I have on today, and uh, there's a guy walking down the street all bundled up, looking at me like I'm a goddamn psychopath. I had fucking my slippers on and with you know black socks all the way up. It's it was it was it was interesting. But yeah, it's not that cold, but it's it's a decent. Uh, I'm your host Jacob today, and I have my buddy Gabe. Uh, Adam will be sitting this one out. We actually have uh, different plans as regards to Adam moving forward, um, because the show, the main show, has kind of evolved since he's been on it, and it's kind of changed. And the taking form- a form of its own. Yeah, and it's kind of a the format fits better me and Gabe because me and Gabe are more involved in the nerdy kind of culture. So uh, it's kind of what we talked about many episodes ago, where we're going to start segmenting under the main title yeah so you and adam are gonna have a sportscast oh, yeah a sports show that would probably basically that's gonna be the plan moving forward because adam's a sports head and like i said adam contribute like has a lot to say when it comes to music but everything else in between it's kind of you know he, he's kind of oh you know what you could call it you could call it the second city kicks my kicks yeah oh maybe maybe I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But um, that's something that we're going to have coming down the pipe relatively soon, probably after peak, I'd imagine. Very cool. Or, you know, we'll see. Uh, but it is what it is on that front. Other than that, man, we, like I said, we're back, and we got a, a little bit of an agenda. Uh, so definitely, definitely weighted heavily towards uh, certain categories. Yeah. But let's uh, let's get on with these notes. You want to tell me about the uh, Treyu show you want okay, to? Okay, bro. So let, let me fucking set the record straight on this whole entire Treyu situation, all right? They still kick ass live. Oh, of course. Oh my god, they were fucking. Treyu was fucking phenomenal. They had to play, played the old songs, some new ones, a good mix. They're fucking funny because I feel like, and you probably can understand this. I feel like for a lot of these bands, like you feel like 
the guys play together, but they don't really like each other. You get that vibe sometimes. Where after the show, they like go their separate ways. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, Trey was not like that. They are like they're laughing on stage. They're telling jokes. They came out. Uh, their encore. They came back. Uh, um, or they came out with uh, Rick Astley's "Never Gonna Give You Up." Wow. Yeah, with two of them. <laughs> That's what they came out back out with. Man, it, it was a good show. Man, they they played a great show. A great set. It took a minute for them. I feel like because they're older now. Uh, at least for Alex, he was never a great live, vo- a great frontman, but not a great live vocalist. Um, it took him a couple of songs to kind of get back into the, the groove. Yeah, into the groove. But once he did, it sounded fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and sometimes maybe the man just doesn't warm up. Yeah. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen, again, because stuff's dropping out on the show. So we were talking about how good of a frontman he is, right, Alex from Atreyu? But yeah, my show keeps on doing that. It was something that was plaguing us last week, and now it's back, and I don't like it. Back with a vengeance. Yeah, so I'm going to have to keep a close eye on this shit. Anyway, Atreyu's discography, man, they kind of hit all the points of uh, from rock to metal and everything in between. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like at least on this show, they go a bit underappreciated. Uh-huh. Because, you know, we kind of focus on what we love, but these guys really were out there yep. kind of pushing the boundaries of, uh, you know, what you could do with the metalcore genre. Yes, sir. It was, um, like I said, great show. Fantastic. Uh, moving down down the card or the set list rather, or the you know the bill. Uh, Memphis Mayfire, big shock. Memphis Mayfire still kicks ass live, mind blowing, right? Uh, I talked about it last week how he's a phenomenal live vocalist, but a poor frontman, kind of the inverse. Uh, this time he was moving around a little bit more, maybe because it's a kind of a bigger setting and you know it is what it is. He sounded great uh, musically. They sound crisp and on point, and everything sounded great. Everything was fucking cool. I will say. Uh, the crowd took a minute to get into them because they were kind of exhausted from the previous band, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but yeah, so we got that going. Uh, they did a great job. Memphis made fire sounds phenomenal live and they should, yeah, every single time I see them, they're, they're always impressed as far as the live performance goes. So it was good stuff, man. So I'm sure you don't have anything else to, uh, to chime into that or, to- you know, I don't listen to Memphis made fire. True. All right. Moving along. Uh, ice nine kills played, right? Uh, they were the second band. And man, I, I I think it's safe to say, and this is something we discussed when the show was announced. They should have been ahead of Memphis. Yeah, uh, I think it's safe to say that because a large portion of the crowd had a lot of Ice Nine Kills merchandise there. All right. Um, what did they get? Half an hour? Forty? Yeah, half an hour. About thirty-five minutes. Um, played like like played the good songs. Had a good time. They fuck it. That crowd went absolutely banana cuckoo crazy. Uh, absolutely ape shit. Uh and man, yeah, they put on a great show. Um Did they play uh Stabbing in the Dark? They did. Nice. Number two, the second song on the set. So what they opened with uh American Nightmare. Nice. Yeah, and they closed out with uh It Is the End, obviously. Phenomenal. They played the fucking Christmas song. Oh my god, it was fucking bananas. Um they played a lot everything, man. They played all the good songs. So um great job. So the crowd went absolutely nuts and I think probably the higher energy because a lot of the younger people were there for them, I think. Uh, but not to say that a trade didn't have people moving because they absolutely did. Um, but yeah, the, they did a great job. However, uh, we the will opening act. We will talk about the opening absolute signals. Now I'm sure they're nice people, uh, but they suck live. How uh, bad? Pretty bad. This music was sc- like begging to be screamed over, and this guy was a very subpar clean vocalist and didn't no screaming at all. So they're a heavier band with very little or no screaming. I, very little, because I think the guitarist does a little bit of it. Okay. But uh, like I said, this, it's it's one thing to do that kind of style, kind of the metal-y kind of feel with the power vocals, if you can pull up, pull that off. But this guy was very not talented. So very unexceptional. You know what I mean? So I don't know why 
they picked him or whatever or why they're as popular i guess as they got because i guess they're on the billboard they got in the billboard they mentioned i don't know how they're very black to me musically it was fine but vocally it's just a very big doo-doo so copy that capiana back to the garage yeah Definitely. I mean, whatever it is, what it is, good for them for getting as far as they've gotten and all that good stuff. But I, I just don't see it. I don't understand the appeal, and the songs are kind of boring. And it is what it is. Not to end that on a downer. Probably should have done it on the inverse. But it is what it is. You said a trio, so that's the first thing I hit. Um, but yeah, so I wouldn't recommend them. Everybody else did a fantastic job. That's all I really got as far as that show. Uh, Seventeen plus. I didn't know that going into it because I'm like I was totally thinking about just leaving my wallet and everything home so I wouldn't have had my ID uh-huh. and granted I don't look like a 17 year old but they would need to see an ID <laughs> so um, it is what it is but uh, yeah that's, that was the show it was a good time good copy on that sir uh, okay so let's talk some Keurig did you see what they're up to I have not seen what they're up to um, so those chickens are up to something Keurig and drinkware are uh, combining forces and they're making a cocktail machine right what? So it's a it's essentially a Keurig that spews out cocktails in perfect proportions. And you get all sorts of options like, oh, I want a martini or I want a Moscow Mule, this and that. I want an old-fashioned, blah, blah, blah. And so kind of looking into it, I was like, well, does it have, like, pumps and stuff that you hook up to all your different liquor bottles? Uh-huh. And no, it comes in, uh, like, the Keur- like K-Cups. They're a little bit bigger. They're, they're, in, they're in style of K-Cups. They're a little bit bigger. And so I kind of want your opinion on this, man, because, uh, you know, I kind of talked about it with some guys at work and we we're all kind of on the same page about how we feel about this. I think part of the fun of making cocktails is, is that, going around and buying the shit. Well, right? that that's part of it. But kind of that randomness that it's never going to be the exact same every time. I think that's part of the, oh, the different proportions. Yeah. The more drunk you get. Yeah. The, yeah. The stronger the drink. gets. Exactly. I think that's part of the magic of it. And now I understand, you know, why people would do it, because I guess it's convenient convenient yeah i think that's the big word i was looking for um but i think that like i said i think it kind of takes away from the magic of mixing cocktails is like you said as the night goes on people start getting more sloppy and the drinks aren't as tightly one shot yeah aren't, aren't as tightly you know yeah proportioning that and out even but then i think like a lot of the magic comes in when you change up the brand of whatever whiskey or yeah. you know whatever x you're using right mm-hmm. and then i feel like that's part of the fun and yeah, I don't know, man. I had this one Christmas where me and my buddy were making a fuck. What are they called? Uh, the Russian, Russian, the what? The Big Lebowski drinks. Help me out here. The what? The, the, the what? The Big Lebowski drinks. I can't fucking. Uh, white Russians. Yeah, White Russians. There we go. I couldn't think of it. We were making White Russians, and <laughs> you know, by the end of the night, that shit tasted like chocolate milk because we had all sorts of fucking wacky stuff in there and uh-huh. stuff. But, but you know, that was the, kind of the fun part where we're plastered and we're like, oh, this is fucking great. And yeah, you wake yeah. up next morning feeling like death. But here's my big point, right? What's to stop me or anyone, really, uh, from kind of just cracking open the K-cup and going at it? You know, like these things are going to have to be locked up behind the bar or behind a cage or something, right? Because you can't just leave them out there in the open like the K-cups. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, people can, like I said, crack them open and drink them. And, you know, I think it's a cool kind of novel idea and, you know, maybe it's all right in concept, mm-hmm. but I, I think it takes out of like half of the fun, you know, because mm-hmm. half of it comes from drinking it and enjoying it with friends. But the other half really comes down to like, oh, Jake makes some like a mad fucking martini or yeah, like, yeah. perfecting the craft mm-hmm. or even then getting it totally wrong. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck is this? I, mean, like, I agree with you because you said buying it. So half of the fun is like going into that liquor store and you're like, what the fuck is this? I'm going to mix this. And that's the part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, 
I guess we'll have to see what the execution of it all is. But I think it's an interesting idea. I mean, I'm surprised it hasn't happened before. I kind of like your idea. Maybe have it connect to your liquor bottles and then it pumps out that way. And it kind of, you know, kind of helping out the proportions of it all. And it definitely stops the whole overpouring thing. But um, I don't know, man. I think it's kind of an interesting yeah, little It's li- only little available video. in a handful of states at the moment. So okay. we'll see. But, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to scoop that up. I'm going to stick to my old-fashioned uh, shot glasses and, and pouring everything by hand. Yeah. Yeah. So I th- I thought that was kind of interesting though. You know, they're taking uh they're taking risks. It's like uh, drinking with Gabe is like playing Russian roulette. <laughs> How so? <laughs> it's just that you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes people end up dead. Speaking of which, <laughs> I made some beer for Christmas. Ooh, beer. I brewed some. It's like a light beer. It's between a beer and a cider. And I think I'm going to make another batch for Nikki's. Mm. So if you're coming, be ready. Huh. Why the, why are you brewing beer without me, man? What's up? Why are you brewing beer without me? Uh, well, cause it's for the Christmas party that I host. Oh uh, yeah. So, oh. so I had one of my attendees help me. Ah, oh. should be fun. <laughs> Copy that. Should be fun, sir. All right. Now let's get into the real topics. All right. So have you, okay. So we talked about the Lion King, how we're not interested, but the, now they have committed the, the sin of all sins when it comes to these remake things. Right now people want to see these, the songs reimagined, right? That like, that's kind of the whole point. Of it all, because the songs in Disney you just co- can't wait to be king. Yeah. Don't fuck with it. Well, that's not the one that got, got chopped. A very important one from The Lion King got chopped. And the reason being is because Beyonce, who was playing Nala, wanted to sing a song. Nala doesn't have a song in the original Lion King, so they cut one. Which one? Be prepared. Scar's song. The greatest Disney villain song of all time. They cut that so Beyonce could sing. Honestly, I was... I was going to say it, but I, I was like, no, there was no way. Oh, fucking A, man. Yeah. Be prepared. Got cut so Beyonce could have a stupid song. And uh, Okay, well, let, let's take a look at the uh, at the lesser of two evils, right? Would you have preferred that song not being in it at all or them remaking it or doing a cover? Should, should I don't say? think you can say it's a... Disney, or it's a Lion King without be prepared. You're lying to yourself. Gotcha. And again, to me, it's the greatest Disney song of all time. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. At the the very least, the greatest villain song of all time. And there's some good ones out there. But I don't understand why of all the songs to get cut, how do you cut Be Prepared? Scar's Anthem, where he has fucking, um, what's it called? Hyenas marching to him like fucking Nazis and saluting him. That's so fuck. Oh, God damn it. This just proves why. Why why we're not going to sit there and watch it and why we stay away from these type of things because they're just fucking it up already. And I haven't even seen the shit. But I know that they're going to fuck it up because how do you cut? Be prepared. And to that, I say, fuck you, Disney, for doing that. Now, I don't want the Mouse Illuminati, the Mouse Snipers to come out and get me now. But fuck. That's all I really have to say about that. And I kind of wanted your opinion. I know you kind of stated, stated yours, but... Yeah. Yeah, man, I think you hit this one on the head. That's borderline sacred ground, Mm -hmm. and you don't fuck with it. And I think there should have been, I'm not saying don't take creative liberties because this whole movie is a goddamn creative liberty. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of, are you tarnishing this? Should this even still be called Lion King past a certain point? I don't know, man. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm not going to watch it. Uh, if it shows up in a red box, I probably won't even watch it either, to be honest, because that's how far 
uh, far away that I wanted this thing to happen. It's a damn shame. It's horrible. Horrible. And I don't like it. But it is what it is. Oof. Moving okay. on. All right. So I think it's interesting. So there's some rumors going around with nine. Uh, with uh, Star Wars. Star right? Wars episode nine. Um, stuff about Luke and um, all these type of things. And like you said, you mentioned it last week. The ghost of Star Wars, right? Uh, I find myself less interested. This is just proof of my point because I saw, I saw the, the, I read the article. These rumors. I saw, I read the and article. Your eyes didn't light up, and my eyes didn't light up, and it's out of my head already. And this is exactly what I'm mm-hmm. talking about, and it's rather unfortunate. And I think, I hope that Disney will turn this wagon around. No, oh, we'll see. Because LucasArts may not have been the greatest. LucasArts. Lucas Films. Lucas Art was the video. Game. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, okay. Lucas Film. Yeah. Lucas may not have been the greatest owner of, of Star Wars, but he did some really good things. And I feel like we have yet to see uh, the same scale of greatness come out of Disney in regards to Star Wars. Yeah. So, like I said, I, that's how I read it. I put that on earlier this week, and I, already those rumors have slipped my mind. That's how sad it is. Honestly, I think the closest Disney has come is the uh, Vader scene in uh, the fucking prequel movie between three and four, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's probably the closest they've come. It's good. like a five-minute scene as opposed to Lucas's OG run of roughly, what, five and a half hours, six? Yeah. That's a little bit over six, but yeah. Oof. Okay. So, um, yeah, man, it sucks growing up and it sucks seeing your favorite stuff get mutilated and stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever, man. We're going to move on. Let's talk some uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Is this the Christmas movie? No, this, no, this is the the new title for the next Spider-Man movie. The next, oh, the live action one. Copy yeah. that. So, Far From Home, I think uh, the home, uh, whole home concept, homecoming, Far From Home. I think it's interesting. Now, uh, I have a theory that I don't think it's gonna take place during after the events of Homecoming or uh, Avengers. Yeah, after I don't think it's gonna. I think this is right before it, and then you know they kind of lead us into that because I feel like. It's hard to be whimsical. I mean, I know they're going to be. I know they're going to come back with a whimsical kind of Spider-Man kind of a film. But I think it's kind of hard to do that when everybody died. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, but, yeah, Far From Home, I wonder what the concept is. Uh, I wonder who the villain is going to be. Do you have any any ideas, any requests, so to speak? Any requests, man? You got such a good library. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, you've mentioned this a million times. Outside of Batman, I think Spider-Man's right up there with top rogues gallery. So. Um, you can never go wrong with like Green Goblin, or mm-hmm. or I'd even say Hobgoblin, honestly. I feel like we've done that too many times, though, already. Yeah, no, I, I think you got a point. Uh, we've done Mr. Negative. Have we done Electro? Yes, we've done Electro. Um, you know, that's a really good question. I gotta like sit down and uh, I gotta sit down and ponder this now. Yeah, because I know uh, Vulture was fucking phenomenal yeah uh, everybody kind of like well sure what the fuck and then what's it michael keaton knocked it out of the fucking park with that so hey man i mean it does not to say the less quote-unquote less interesting heroes can't be well written and done well because like they could said, do like a black cat movie with spider-man i was like scorpion i heard was the rumor uh he might be a big one <laughs> we'll get into scorpion later, yeah well <laughs> we'll talk about that but uh yeah man you know, i kind of have to sit down and flip through it because uh I'm kind of partial. I have my favorites picked out of the Spideyverse, mm-hmm. and a lot of the other characters kind of get swept under the rug. As okay. you know, people like Calendar Man and Batman. And well, I only know him because he's super obscure. You yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah. like the only reason. Yeah, yeah. Or like uh, Carrot Man. Or, oh, yeah. So deep cut, bro. But yeah, I'm gonna have to like sit down and, and kind of think about this because there is a logical next step. We just haven't. We don't have all the information required to make that step right now. Very very cool. All right, man. So that's just a little a little bit on the Spider-Man stuff. 
as Spider-Man, as they say. All right, so Bond 25, we've talked about it a couple times. Craig coming back, not coming back. Doesn't even have a script yet. I think that's a lot of talk for something that's not even written yet. What's your what, what's your idea? What's what, what do you think is going on with this right now? Um, I love Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned it before. We'll mention it again. He is our Bond. Yeah. He is our generation's Bond. Um, well, I'm kind of worried because with this run of Bond, we've had two phenomenal films, mm-hmm. and we've had one mech, and we've had one really bad one yeah. that I refuse to acknowledge some days of the week. But um, that's four, right? Because we got the two good ones are Skyfall and uh, Casino Royale. Casino. Quantum. Was, we don't talk about. It was horrible. And, and Spectre was okay. Spectre was like meh. Yeah. So the question is, is how are they going to end this now? Because you want a story to kind of cap off the Daniel Craig legacy, mm-hmm. but you also want to have it make sense within that legacy. You well, know to, be, to be fair, I mean, no Bond has really gotten the send off that they really deserve because there's some really fucking like uh die another day was pierce brosnan's last bond and that was fucking horrible so right but i would say that bond is kind of in a stage right now where it it almost needs a good cap off to this bond to this version of bond because it can definitely fall off the rails at any moment man this isn't what it used to be yeah and i would argue and say that if daniel craig or another you know i don't want to say big name but another uh capable actor didn't step up for that role we probably wouldn't have bond anymore this is true and uh, we would that, have ended at 20 right that and i mean after saying it, I, th- I do think it's he's also kind of the only bond bond to have somewhat of a continuity between all his movies while the other ones are kind of like standalone kind of yeah. like i said it has to make sense within craig's bond history mm-hmm. it has to make sense within the craig legacy of bond mm-hmm. and then on top of all of that you got to fix all the problems that some of these other movies had yeah. Like, how are you going to get another great villain? Like, Silva was, like, probably one of my favorite Bond villains, if not my favorite Bond villain. You know, Javier Bardem is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get another girl, like, from Skyfall where she's his equal? I don't know. You know? There's a... Or, I'm sorry, from a Casino. Yeah. She was in Casino. Yeah. But, um... Well, and, the, well, the girl from Spectre was pretty cool, too. I liked her. She was all right, man. She was a bit plain Jane for me, though. Yeah. But, um... I see that. You see what I'm saying? Like, we've no. had our Bond highlights... In these movies, like we've had a lot of high points, and that's great. But now this last film has to touch on all those and then some. Yeah. So I'm kind of worried. It's gonna have to raise the bar on all fronts. You, yeah, you gotta be- this this Bond movie's got to bench 450. Yep. You know, and um, and I'm kind of worried because when you say there's no script, does that mean that there's nothing just on paper yet official? Are they still working on it, or is there no ideas yet? Because one's gonna worry me a lot more than the other. This is true, one hundred percent. Because I have ideas for all sorts of movies, all sorts of screenplays, all sorts of campaigns, but not all of them are on paper. Mm-hmm. If I have a general idea of where I want to go with them, I'd feel a lot better as opposed to nothing at all. I feel you. Uh, yeah, there's definitely some concern there. Like I said, with a lot of talk, kind of about who the Bond's gonna be and all that stuff. I feel like we should probably Elba. It's gonna be the next one. I think first and foremost, you should have a script at least, right? I yeah. mean, you would think that, but. It is what it is. I just you, thought- you know, it'd be cool though. The what I think would be a pers- a very cool send off would be seeing Daniel Craig hand down the legacy of Bond in film to Henry Cavill, Idris Elba, whoever the next Bond is, and he's mm-hmm. like, "I'm fucking retired. Yeah, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, I don't know why he has a New York accent, yeah. but uh, but I think that'd be cool seeing that 007 is indeed a title and not just one person, I don't which has kind wanna- of been the theory. I feel like they don't want to commit to that though. Because it's, it's too bold. Yeah. You got to have some big huevos for that one. Yeah. Well, even like the whole continuity of it all, like between between Bonds themselves, like they had love interests that were supposed to be around, like the whole Vesper thing with Daniel Craig's Bond. 
that was something that was never like there was no Vesper in previous ones. But like Bond being the reboot, quote unquote, or like prequel, I don't know, the Casino Royale one being kind of a prequel, it's kind of hard to say it didn't exist. You know what I mean? And at what point do we say, okay, this continuity lines up with the pre- one previous to that? You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a line to be drawn there. We just don't know where. We're we're currently in a market where. Bond is very delicate. It can't survive like it once did. We're almost thrived on like the necessity for a British spy film every couple of years, you know? Because now, like I said, it's kind of tying back to the whole Star Wars thing. It's like enough is enough. And going back to Marvel, like how many times are we going to get hit over the head before we realize that this is bad? You know? And, and like, like I said, Daniel Craig has had two standout movies in the Bond series. He's had one okay one and one terrible one. So this one has to be the defining film. This is how this has got to be not not average, not above average. It's got to be it's got to be good. Is is the lowest I'll accept. If it's got to be like if you could rearrange them, how would you re- rearrange them? Let's say rearrange what the, the the films of Craig and Craig's Bond because I feel like Skyfall would have been the perfect way to end it. Absolutely, because it's a deconstruction of Bond. Yeah, you see inside his head, you see a more personal side of Bond, and M dies, and all this stuff yeah. happens in Skyfall. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I think Spectre should have probably been a replacement for Quantum, and kind of snip it a little bit so. Spectre. So the end of Casino Royale is the beginning of Spectre. Because did you? Because you saw Spectre, obviously, right? Yeah. Did you feel like after the events of Spyfall that he was kind of or Skyfall? I'm sorry, that he was kind of too clean. Like everything was like the opening yeah. of the movie that like he was yeah, not. Yeah, he, he was like back to normal. Yeah, like, he was not that affected. Ever I feel like yeah. If, I think if you rearrange these films, I think because I think almost Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, depending how you feel about it, it's kind of a two parter because it's kind of continuing the whole Vesper storyline. So I feel like those two definitely should go back to back. But um, Skyfall Inspector should switch. Definitely. That's my opinion. And, and, and you know, like I said, like, I get it. This dude's a train killing machine, this and that. But when somebody goes to your childhood house, blows it the fuck up, kills your butler, kills, you know, the person you've worked for all this time, mm-hmm. this and that. And how are you going to do that? How are you going to cap this off? Yeah. Is my question. It's hard. It's hard to escalate that. even Because further. I remember sitting there. I think I was like 13 or 14. I went to go see Skyfall with my brother-in-law. And at the end of the movie, I was like. Wow. Yeah. I let out like an audible wow. Man. That movie was great. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, with Spectre, I feel like they just went for a, a aesthetically bigger, not essentially storytelling no, bigger. No, definitely. They went for a bigger explosion at the end, and that was the only thing that was bigger and or better. I, I wouldn't even say that it was better, yeah. honestly, because it had no I meaning. I agree. I 100% agree with that. So I think it's kind of funny how I think you could sometimes you could rearrange stuff in the series and it would line up better with kind of how you envision it. Yeah, man. They should have saved... Uh, Skyfall for the back pocket. Yeah. Honestly, I think they I think that was the plan. I think they're gonna do one, two, three, but then, you know, they saw Skyfall made a shitload of money and they're like, one more. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how the comment of the whole entire thing. But <laughs> it is what it is on that front. But yeah, I just think it's interesting that Bond 25, 25, that's ridiculous, uh, has no script. And it's kind of scary. But moving on, speaking of things that are coming to an end, so to speak, um, they had a new trailer for the new Avengers movie dropped. Uh, the official title, Avengers Endgame, which I love that, by the way. I absolutely love the name. And it was a Doctor Strange line in the movie. He said that we're in the endgame now. Uh, now, people are really, like, hyping this thing up. Like, oh, my God, it's such a great trailer. I liked it, right? But I feel like it doesn't have the same weight. I don't know if that's, just like, a tonal choice because I feel like this one almost is like a funeral. In a weird way, because you have all these characters that are, it's like a very somber kind of a mood. 
Um, well, if, if Infinity War is like, oh my god, fucking explosions and fucking all your favorite peoples and all that good stuff. Like I said, that might be the choice, but I don't know. It's I think it's interesting to me. Have you seen it? Uh, no. You know my motto: no trailers. Uh huh. No trailers. Um. Well. So well. No movie trailers. Yeah. Um. <laughs> here's you know when you when you give your perspective, I kind of smirked a little bit. Let me tell you why. Remember our Harry Potter talk? Yes. How I said one of my fa- one of my top three Potters is Deathly Hallows Part One. Yeah. And you're like, why the fuck two is so much better? And I was like, I don't know. I like the buildup and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I think that's gonna be you for these two big Avenger films. I think that's the way you're gonna be, be the inverse because two is gonna. Two is, well, in theory, it's supposed to wrap it up. Wrap Mm -hmm. up the Thanos storyline and the first massive 10-year overarching Marvel plot point, right? Yeah. And so I think that's that's my prediction. Obviously, the movie's not out yet. We only have the trailer, blah, blah, blah. I think that's how you're going to feel about these two movies. Maybe. You might be right about that. Because I think half the fun is getting there. And, you know? Part of the journey is the end. That's what Iron Man said in the... And Part of the, the journey trip. is the end, right? But when you're road tripping, half the fun is the road trip before yeah. the destination. You know, it's yeah. part of the journey. Well, that's what because I mean, it, it kind of had Tony drifting off into space because you, you you saw the last movie, right? He was like alone, like yep. in, in space by himself, naked, and <laughs> yeah, just just the way he, he was introduced to us. No, yeah, kind of. But yeah. um, yeah, man, we'll see. I uh, you know, my stance on Marvel at the moment. I gotta let it cool off for a bit and maybe revisit this in a couple of months. I have one issue though. What's up? Fucking Captain America cut off is that goddamn beautiful beard of his, and I'm upset about it. That's like my only issue, though. Like I said, it, it totally it's, it sounds different, and I think it's interesting. Um, I'm sure the, the, well, I'm sure Chris Evans wanted to shave, but you could look <laughs> at it as coming back uh, clean cleanliness. You know, that goddamn like beautiful good. beard, though. Yeah, it was a really good beard, man. It was a really good beard. <laughs> he looked good with the long hair. Like, oh long yeah, hair man. The the, almost he almost had like the buck Bucky going on, yeah. you know. And uh, it was really cool to see how far he's almost drifted, you know, yeah. how far from. Anyway, yeah, definitely. so uh, Avengers four now, right? Yep. Avengers four, the end game. I'm gonna look out for that. Yeah, man. So speaking of trailers, I'm gonna kind of flip flop a little bit, and then I have a feeling we could close out with another topic. Trailer, another trailer came out. Of course, we're shifting down to gaming now. Okay, well, that's our smooth transition. Yeah, that felt super bumpy. Yeah. So um, speaking about Scorpions, let's talk the Mortal Kombat 11 trailer. And first and foremost. I think you had really good timing with those rumors last week, and now we get a trailer this week. Those mm-hmm. fucking A one steak sauce right there. Well, let's well let's talk about let's talk about this. All right. Okay. So uh, first and foremost, I want to mention that Ed Boon is a massive troll. He he brings bread underneath the bridge every day, and he feeds those fuckers right. But when he delivers, he delivers. Mm-hmm. And so let's kind of dive into this trailer. So we see Raiden, obviously the big baddie of MK eleven. Corrupt Raiden. Corrupt Raiden. And let me say that red lightning oh looks so Ugh. good on him. Goosebumps. Raiden baby. went from he's cool to he's a total fucking badass mm-hmm. in a simple like color palette change. Yeah. He went from the white, blue, gold yeah. to the black, gray, red. Oh, such a good change. All right. So this trailer has um, Raiden and we have Scorpion. Duking at the fuck out. Kind of, kind of a bulked up scorpion. He looked a little bit more jacked yeah, he, in this one. He looked one. a little bit beefier, yeah. a little bit uh, um, little less muscular nin- in the chest, shoulder yeah. area. Yeah. A little less ninja, a little bit more bodybuildery. <laughs> yeah, man. Looked like a white Terry Crews. <laughs> okay. okay. So, um, Asian Terry Crews. Asian sure. Terry Crews, yeah. right? So let's talk about this trailer. All right. So, <laughs> so it opens up. Right, and it shows the that like it looks like the fucking apocalypse happened, right? Oh yeah, that is an MK one stage, by the way, a hundred percent. That is a Mortal Kombat one stage. They have the monks fucking sitting there like they would in the game, like in the original Mortal Kombat, but they're fucking fried up, like fucking Judgment Day went down from the Terminator. 
they have mass guards dead, fucking in, covered in blood, laying on the ground. And like you said, and then the fight kicks off, right? And they're fucking going at it. And it's, it's fucking hard hitting. It sounds like they're fucking punching through fucking brick walls, both of them, slamming each other violently, punching each other in the fucking face. And uh, got a little bit of kind of a sneak peek. I feel like some of the mechanics, weapon, Scorpion brought out okay. his goddamn sword. So it, this isn't something super crazy wild and out there because we've seen deception's done it deadly alliance has done it four armageddon it. has done it four did it four did it a lot of games have brought in the weapon mechanic but the idea was at least in deadly alliance and armageddon you switch fighting styles and one of them is your weapon right mm-hmm. um in mkx we saw a kind of integration of combos especially with scorpion, scorpion you got yeah, that hellfire one. scorpion mm-hmm. with the little twirl and stuff right with the blade but by the looks of this it looks like these weapons are more heavily integrated because mm-hmm. raiden had a uh, he had staff. like almost like a spear right because it was like bladed thing, yeah. at the end and he was kind of one of the combos they dished out was pretty heavy on that yeah so i don't know if this is maybe going to be the new modifier system mm-hmm. where you know where you would hold r2 and it would give you the the EX bounce. Yeah. I'm curious to see if this is like you hold L2 and it'll give you a little damage buff, but mm. no bounce. You know, cap off those combos a bit earlier, but you get a little mm-hmm. bit more damage out of them. Definitely. I think it's really cool because, like I said, MKX did it. We didn't see it heavily, though. The the ones that got it were the Shirai Ryu, obviously, Takeda Scorpion. Yeah. I saw a, a lot of it in the Grandmaster Sub-Zero form. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some no, yeah. right, Grandmaster. Well, it was Cryomaster, but yeah, Cryomaster, right? Yeah. Um, and then obviously like Kung Lao, Kano, guys that have to have it. But a lot of these kind of newer characters that were sprinkled in didn't necessarily have all that heavy focused play. Like I, uh, my main guy's Kenshi. We all know this, yeah. right? He doesn't really utilize his sword super heavily. There's a couple combos I got with it, and obviously yeah. the demon form is the one I use. So we'll see it a bit often. But like I said, like Devora, no weapons. Um, Kitana's a little more heavy on the weapon side, mm-hmm. but like Aaron Black, Lena. like he, he doesn't use them super heavy. But yeah. the way this MK11 trailer made it look is that now they're going to be a viable form of combat. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be a lo- nice little like dash of glitter at the end of your postcard. This is going to be the note that's in your postcard. This is going to be material and this mm-hmm. is going to be substance. Yeah. So I'm super excited to see that. And I think what was shown is is merely a taste of what we're actually going to get mm-hmm. with this weapon integration stuff. Yep. I think it's just the beginning and. Uh, Let's comment about how their fucking faces look because this is Unreal Four, the new the new engine, fucking beautiful. Everything looked crisp. The faces didn't look fucking ridiculous. Um, even when fucking uh, the, the 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 combat damage, because when for the first time in Mortal Kombat trailer history, Scorpion got jacked up. <laughs> Scorpion wasn't ripping somebody's fucking head off. Well, at least immediately, uh, he actually died. This version of Scorpion died in the trailer, right? No, that's quite real, real quick segue on, onto the whole atmosphere of the tra- the trailer, completely ruined okay. by that horrible Twenty One Savages song. Uh, tw- it's Twenty One Savage. Who by cares? The way. <laughs> um, I think that um, if you're gonna do a rap song, there is a myriad of songs that would have done a much better in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's at least five Twenty One Savage songs I can name off the top of my head that would have worked better for this. Uh-huh. But the fact that they chose kind of a weak song, I, I don't want to say it ruined the trailer because we're kind of invested, yeah. but I think for your average consumer, it might have been a turnoff. It's definitely a, a, a detriment to the trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a red flag. Yeah. Um, that being said, you made a really good point. Mortal Kombat is super metal, man. Why not use like a metal song? I have right? no idea. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it has to be something like Slayer. Yeah. Or, like That was the joke, but yeah. You know, but like you, you have a lot of like these guys... Uh, a lot of these metalcore bands we chat about, and like, you know, why not Ice Nine Kills? Why not a Treyu? A Treyu would have been perfect. Yeah, I would have preferred that tra- that trailer with becoming the bull. Yeah, and albeit it is a slower song, but it would have worked so much better. Put fucking blow, 
blow on that fucking so put, yeah yeah blow those fucking words out of the back of your head yeah. right right as he yeah. yeah okay so um i think that was the kind of the big downside of yeah this trailer. definitely it's the only negative thing i have to say about it all right so like i said they're fucking each other up by the end of the trailer, fucking they uh, Raiden does this almost fatality looking thing where he fucking electrocutes Scorpion's head and explodes into pieces, right? And then you know, so to speak, Scorpion's dead. I, I stood there with my mouth drop. I'm like, since when the Scorpion? Right, but then another one popped in. Yeah, and this, this I think is leaning towards the customization aspect of it. Now mm. I don't see it uh, being kind of like the variation system. I think they're they're I think they have something else in mind when it comes to that. I think that's almost like a mix and match kind of a deal. As opposed to having the variation systems the way that we used to in the last game, I think they're going to give you a whole bunch of options, and then you say and they're going to say pick four. Okay, I think I think we're on two very different trains right now, and I think mm-hmm. yeah, that's actually a really good point because I don't want to say they're going to go full. Um, what was the DC fighting game? Injustice. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to go full injustice with the whole armor thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the variation system worked very well, and I hope they bring it back. Mm-hmm. Um, my thought process was one of two things. Well, first and foremost, story-wise, Scorpion, the identity, is a specter. Mm-hmm. He's going to get reincarnated in one form or another. Mm-hmm. We, it's been proved, we know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So my thought was, well, he's just reincarnated as a previous version of himself, himself. which appears to it, right? Because yeah. he looked kind of old-timey. Uh, that, and uh, there's rumors about time travel, being that this was a Mortal Kombat 1 map that was seen in the they, apocalypse. They could definitely work in it. I could yeah. see that happening. Um, my other idea was why not reintroduce the idea of tag matches think about it right think tell me that I wouldn't even, work i'd even consider that right well, they had they had tag in nine uh, uh it was gone for 10 everybody loved it and then it was gone for 10 and, and, and so i was kind of like oh you know I was, I was trying to be a bit out of outside of the box with this one and i was like well what if it's tag matches and this is another version of scorpion maybe think about it right you could have a four-player mortal Kombat game uh-huh. and you know you, you both hit the whatever button it is and you tag out, and the other guy goes in when you're getting dicked on. Think about it. I think that'd be super cool. And it's it's a feature that I heavily missed. But seeing as how MKX did a lot of new stuff and a lot of implementation of new systems and shit like that, uh, obviously it probably got cut, right? Yeah. But seeing if they piggyback off of what they've done well and reintroduce it, I think that'll be badass. I didn't think about the whole tag. Think about it, doubles game. matches, right? Think yeah. about how much more intense that'll be. This is because true. Because now not only do you have to worry about what character I pick versus what he picks, you know, because you gotta ha- you have a good, you gotta have a good character matchup with that, right? Mm-hmm. But now you got two characters to worry about. Mm-hmm. So now you may have a foil to one of his slower guys with your katana, yeah. yeah. But then he picks, you know, someone super fucking quick, mm-hmm. and it's kind. Of, now you got more to worry about when to tag out and how to manage your health. And I don't know, man, I'm excited for that. Yeah, but very exciting. This uh, trailer was tits. Yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal. They did such a fucking great job. Uh, once the the. I guess you could say the past Scorpion because he looked like you said you mentioned it. He looked older. He looked like the he older. He looked version. straight out of uh, like Deception. Like around. No, he looked old, He looked like in Mortal Kombat three. That's what. That's how fucking old he looked to me. Uh, some Mortal Kombat UMK shit. So um, with that kind of him doing that crazy fatality, which was fucking dope, by the way. The flame through the fucking body with fucking his spine showing, and then chops off his head, kicks it, and squares the spear. Oh my god, it was fucking phenomenal. And they um, kind of you know teased the other one was because the last game was uh, who's next. This one said, you're next. So that's fucking cool. Uh, the logo's fucking beautiful because it has the MK and it has the 11 stick. Oh, my God. It's fucking gorgeous. Stupid. Absolutely gorgeous looking. But here's where the bomb actually dropped. This is what because I'm like, we were expecting. Ah, uh, yes. This this ties back into what I said earlier. When he delivers, he delivers. Yeah. Um, As opposed to kind of, like I said, you, you we see gaming trailers years out in advance sometimes. Man, I, the Last of Us trailer came out, what, like eight months out? Like nine months, right? Yeah. So you said you could have a baby in that time or yeah, some shit. Forever, forever ago. Yeah. Uh, 
four months. Four months. 120 days. Yep. Roughly. And with probably a beta in March. So I believe the beta was in January. No, the event is in January. The community event where there's because uh, pu- gotcha. like usually you remember the last game they kind of had these slow little announcements for each character. This is what the character does. La la la. They're not fucking doing that this time. Like, That's the full reveal. In they're January. gonna fucking drop the fucking bomb on us on January seventeenth, if I remember that correctly. Um, yeah, four months. Four months. Four fucking months until we have MK11 sitting in my console. And we're just going to fucking go absolutely banana ape shit. Now, I'm going to ask you this, Gabe, because I have a feeling I know the answer to this question. Are you buying this day one? I'm going to wait for the full reveal. There's a very strong possibility that I will buy it day one or, you know, within that week. Right. Because mm-hmm. uh, I hate people and I hate going to the store when it's a pre-order and all these people are there and I got to match my way through. Like if I want to do this, I just go see every time I die again. But OK, <laughs> um, there's a very strong possibility. I'm still going to wait for the full reveal. I'm not going to put down my pre-order quite yet because mm-hmm. I do want to see what's in stock. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, there's a very strong possibility I'll pick it up that first week, mm-hmm. and we'll see. We'll see. Oh, and we forgot to mention, man, Shao Kahn yeah. looks better than he ever has before. I, I 100% agree because I those think... blades on the helmet so much sharper. Yeah, he looks he looks like what he should have looked like this whole damn time. Yeah, because I think a, a lot of people give Shao Kahn flat because he looks kind of like late mid 90s he looks like a kurt he looks like kurt angle with shoulder pads <laughs> yeah and a helmet like a mid 90s wrestler i think he gets a lot of that but black now hair. he looks like he should rule the nether realm. yeah he, he fucks some shit up and, he looks uh, big he had a fucking i don't know if you look if you notice if you look at his left arm he has a fucking dragon arm don't know if you noticed that don't know if they're hitting towards ornaga i don't know what the fuck's going on some people say that's not even shao Kahn at all that it's fucking reiko posing as him i don't know I we'll don't see. know. I think it's safe to say that uh, the Shao Kahn, the, the actual Shao Kahn, is not going to be part of the story. This is going to be like the DLC Like character. Goro. Yeah, like much Goro. like Goro yeah. was. But um, fuck, man, he looks so good. He and, does. And you know what was really cool? Like Aside from the character design, it was really nice seeing the way all the lighting reflected off him. Mm-hmm. And you know, this goes for the whole trailer. The lighting is so fucking beautiful. And like you said, the soundstage and the design is so fucking crisp. Mm-hmm. They want you... To hear those bones breaking. Yeah. And I am super excited. I feel like, uh, I mean, I love X and I think X did great things, but I feel like with some of the sound choices, it feels like, especially when it comes to like the intestines and stuff, it feels like they stuck a microphone in the water and went bloop, 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 with a lot of that stuff. Now, I, obviously, we haven't seen any of the fatalities or another thing or what, you know, what it's going to look like, but this one felt like fucking bone, like you said, bones crunching. A little bit more of a realistic sound. Sounds like he fucking got hit by a goddamn Mack truck. And I love that stuff. Um, also, I mean, closing out the, the very end of the, the cinematic trailer outside of the whole Khan thing was something very majestic looking, holding uh, like a time, like a. I think this hourglass. is going to be one of the uh, Elder Gods. Yeah. Holding like an hourglass or have his hand against an hourglass covered in look like ice to me. And that's that was like kind of the hint that everybody's like, so is there time travel involved? What's going on? Uh, There's no way it's not an Elder God. Yeah. You know, I think that's a pretty safe bet. And so I'm kind of curious to see if our prediction of. Fujin is going to come true hmm. because, uh, I mean, you know, as far as we know, we've we only know the ones that we've been introduced to Elder God wise, right? Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But with this new thing, this new teaser, it's like, well, is this going to be playable? Is this going to be the new Earthrealm Defender? Mm-hmm. Is Fujin still going to be our boy, or is Fujin going to be just kind of in the background now? You know, you know what I, I can see happening? I think the the safe bet what is that it will be Fujin. I think they just say Fujin died in the, this fucking war. 
and this is the next heir apparent. This this character, whoever this person is, this new person is, because it is gonna. You know, I know you don't want Fujin to get the axe again, but I have a fucking I'm man. Fu- I have a. I got a soft spot for my boy Fujin. Yeah, I know. He's a really fun character, and he he's like Aang with long hair in yeah. Mortal Kombat. He really is, mm-hmm. and I would love to see him in in this. But well, we'll see. My, my issue is my my belief is that I feel like they're gonna be as far as design choices. Gameplay wise and physical, like the actual design of the character, they're going to be leaning on a lot of past stuff, and Fujin doesn't have a whole lot of stuff to go back on. Now there are going to be new characters. They they said that new and old. That's what they said. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, the the Steam screenshots for this thing yet. Have you? Seen? I did not know. Okay, so they have very different Scorpion because it's Scorpion and Raiden. Obviously, they're not going to show us anybody else because they're already confirmed. Uh, they look very different they're from screenshot to screenshot. The physical look on both characters are very different. Um, I'll have to go home and take a look at that one. Yeah, because they, uh, yeah, they have some interesting stuff. They have Raiden with the amulet in his chest. Um, what was this is what got me excited because I'm thinking of palette switch on MK2 where Raiden had the fucking red as opposed to the blue mm-hmm. on it. I'm like, god damn, that would look so fucking good with like a current kind of look, a current update on that, which is kind of what they're going with. Um, yeah, Scorpion looked different in every single screenshot. They had Raiden look different in every single screenshot. So. I wonder how far they're going to go with this variation. Very, I think it's going to, like you said, I think it's going to be kind of a mix between what Injustice did with the, you know, the, what do they call it? What, what do they call the it? The armor system. I don't yeah. know what they called it. Yeah, the armor system and the variation system. I think they're going to have, like I said, a little bit more customizable instead of saying, well, this is how you, this is how your version of Scorpion plays because you're going to have like 15 options and you pick four. I think, my, my opinion is this. I'm all in for if you want to make like 30 different chest pieces and leg pieces and, and accessories for each character, just so long as they don't actually affect the combat. Mm-hmm. Because the beauty of Mortal Kombat was that you can pick it up, and if you were good, you were good. If you were better than the other guy, you won. Mm-hmm. There was none of this like, oh, I got a plus 15 defense bonus because I've grinded for 700 hours. Because that shit is what scares new players away. Yeah. And, you know, there's a myriad of other things that do in addition to that. But the last thing I want to see is their outfit choices and all these equipables affecting the way the game runs. Because then how do you measure it in, like, Evo? It's probably going to be bare bones, right? Which is the way MKX, or I'm sorry, that MK should be. Yeah. And uh, there's 100% agree with you on that front because instead of... Instead of giving it to the guy who grinds, you give it to the guy who has better skill. Yeah. You know? Definitely. And, uh... Like I said, I, I always feel like the better player should win. Like you said, the better player should always win, no matter what. And if, like you said, if this person has an extra 200% armor because... Or, you know, if they get the day one pass and get the new bonus pre-order exclusive that's going to break the game. Yeah. Right? Who knows? Who knows, man? Who knows? So you're not going to pre-order it, is what you're saying? Uh, not, right now. Not yet. Right I'm going to wait okay. for the full reveal, and then I will make a choice. Okay. But like I said, this is probably gonna break my seven-year thing of not pre-ordering games yeah it's probably it's probably gonna break my seven-year shtick Eesh. man so like okay so it was early in the morning when i sent this to you right well what time was it um it was like midnight wasn't it what'd you send me huh what did you send me the, the video for the thing oh Mortal Kombat. yeah yeah it was like 11 ish it was like late yeah how quick how quick did you how quickly did you click I was actually taking a shit. I had to wipe my ass first, but within like a minute or <laughs> yeah. two. Because, uh, goddamn, dude. I like, it was like late at night and I was like uber excited for it. So, <laughs> and I watched it like five times 
and I wanted to wake up Adriana, but I figured she'd be pissed at me. <laughs> but um, fuck, man, it was, it's it's crazy. So they did a great job. April cannot come so fucking soon enough. Avengers comes out in April too. It's gonna be a very busy April for you, Jacob. But um, man, like I said, like you said last week, last like, last week we were talking about rumors about a potential release in what 2020, and here we are talking about a release fucking four months from now. Don't know how they kept that a secret. And Boone said it on fucking uh, Twitter as a fucking troll. He's like, of course we're working on a new Mortal Kombat game. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> he was like, fuck you. What do you mean? That was funny. Oh, so we didn't even talk about how this whole thing was presented to the crowd. That Oh, where he played the wrong video? Yeah, he was like, oh, here's the award for best sports game, which I think is hysterical because what the fuck do you know about sports <laughs> game, Boone? Um, <laughs> Those chickens are up to something. Yeah, and then the fucking video plays in the background. He's like, oh, that wasn't the fucking right thing. Here's the actual nominees. I'm like, this motherfucker. But um, goddamn troll. Leave it to Ed Boone. Yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. And I'm excited, man. I was not not mentally, physically, emotionally ready for a, this soon of a drop. So let's do a quick recap. Five characters that you want to come back. Go. Reiko. Reiko. Also on my list. Uh, Katana. She has to be there, right? No, she's I, I she's guaranteed. You think so? I oh, so you want the kind of the oddball ones? Like the ones that, I don't know, have probably been in the dust for a bit. Or something, something not obvious. Like we know Kung Lao, Liu Kang. Uh, we know all the young bloods are coming back. The mm-hmm. new Earthrealm defenders. I think it's safe to say that like Aaron Black's coming back. Um, yeah. Definitely. Oh well, here's the problem. Sure. With this, and this is why it doesn't make any. Well, it's kind of hard to say because canonically, like you said, some of these characters are dead. Right. But if the game is talking about time, time travel, travel, right? They're not dead. So if we're doing it like kind of Rago, number one. Uh, Jade, bring back Jade. I want her. I want her. Well, I they brought her. back Tanya. I don't think Jade's too absurd. Yeah, Striker. Yeah, yeah. I said it. I love Striker, but man, some some things just need to stay dead. Nightwolf. Really? Not man, no. just, just boot up MK9, bro. And Havoc. Okay, I will agree with you on Reiko and Havoc. More so on Reiko because I think he it's, it's time to shine. Oh yeah. It is long overdue. With a dead Shinnok, with a dead Shao Kahn, with a dead Shang Tsung, I think it's his time. Think now is yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go. Oh, mine. So uh Reiko Havoc are my two. I want to see Mavado make a comeback. Oh my god, you're giving me shit about fucking <laughs> I will be free out Mavado. <laughs> go ahead. Um fuck, who else did I say? I totally had a list going too and I forgot. Moloch. No, Mo- <laughs> Moloch needs to stay dead. Vocap. <laughs> Meat. <laughs> Dreaming and tango. Yeah. Alright. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, man. Fuck, I totally lost my list now. But, yeah, Reiko Havoc for sure. Um, Movado's definitely not going to be back. I think that's just super ridiculous. But uh, we, we've mentioned that there's no leader for the uh, Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noob Saibot, where has he been? It's he's His body is dead, but his soul is alive, floating around in that spectral tornado thing in 9. I was just... Expect... <laughs> I'm going to say it. Expect... Uh... Noob Saibot to be a part of Scorp- or Sub-Zero some way. Well, yeah. Watch. <laughs> yeah, watch. Watch. We're bringing back Cyber Sub-Zero. Yeah, well, wait, well, hey, man. It is what it is. But, um, yeah, so who else? Was that it? Who else? Rico Havoc. Um, Movado. 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 Let's just keep him there as a placeholder. Um, <laughs> who, who else did I fucking really enjoy, man? I'm having a hard time with this. I'd like to see Chameleon make a comeback. You talked about him a couple times. Yeah, I think he'd be real cool. I think it'd be a nice mashup. Wait, what's Chameleon? The Chameleon with a C or Chameleon with a K? Uh, with the K. That's the one. <laughs> no, that's the girl then. 
Oh, no. Well, then with the C. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, why do we have two chameleons? I don't fucking know. Ed Boone. What the fuck? Boone, bro. Boone. The power of Boone. Yeah. But yeah, man. So I'm amped, dude. It's so close. And like I said, next month we'll be talking about fucking the, the reveal trailer and or the reveal and all yeah, that. Hopefully we get a full character roster, too. I, I think that's part of the deal. Because I think you would have to at that point. It's so close to release. You have, you have to, right? I mean, they don't have to. That's release true. all the characters. They didn't have to fucking release it. Uh, They're probably gonna be like, yeah, uh, Cassie Cage. Uh, let me get a motherfucking uh, what's his name? Liu Kang. <laughs> no, the the oh boy, one of the new defenders. Oh, uh, the, whose name I can't remember. Takeda. Oh, Kung Jin. Yeah, Kung Jin, Takeda, Cassie that. Cage, and uh, Jackie Jack Briggs. Briggs. Uh, yeah, th- those are confirmed. And then everybody's gonna like start pulling the hair out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scorpion's confirmed. Yeah, Scorpion and Sub Zero are meeting this this game. Wow! Like they've been in every game except for Shaolin Monks. No, they've been they no they were in Shaolin Monks. <laughs> Damn! All right, they were playable. You could play them in the story load. It's fucking and Shaolin. Where were Monk. they not in then? The first iteration of Mortal Kombat three. That's it. Wow! All right, copy that. Yeah, that was it. And uh, well, Sub Zero wasn't. Never mind. Sub Zero was in it. Was in that version. So the Sub Zero has been in every game. Except uh, Special Forces, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Wow. Fucking they did a great job. And I'm excited. And April's around, coming around the corner. Cool. So. Uh, did you get a chance to play on the new season of Siege? I have not got a chance to play it yet. I'm going to do that the moment you leave, though. Good copy. It's part of the plan. Good copy. So let's talk. Uh, Soldier Boy made a gaming console called the Soldier Game. Uh, I think he totally missed the opportunity to call it the Soldier Boy. Uh <laughs> I mean, it looks like shit. Um, well, yeah. It, it looks terrible. Does it look um, as bad as his boxing skills? I've never seen his boxing <laughs> you skills. You never saw that whole thing with him and Chris Brown, how they said they were going to fight and Soldier Boy was working out in the gym. Woo, that's some good stuff. You need to look that up right now. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> what, what else? There's some games lifts, listed for this, and there's no way Nintendo signed off on like a Mario Kart game for the Soldier game. Is it like... Um, it's like an emulator, almost. Is it like 50 Cent Bulletproof on that? Oh, my God. That would be such a great fit. <laughs> to put a 50 cent game on the soldier game. <laughs> I just think it was a really weird choice for him. I think I, I, I think first and foremost, he should have went into like clothing because that seems like the natural path, right? Music to clothing mm-hmm. for a lot of, even in the metal genre, you know, it's very commonplace. But a video game console, not, question, not, not even an app or a video game itself. He just dove right into the console. My question is, is what has he done and why is he relevant and why are we talking about him? Uh, he had that, uh, he had that one song, 10, oh fuck, 12 that, years that ago. That was 2007. I was a freshman in high school. When 12 I, years yeah, ago. Yeah. Think about Oof. that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's done anything since except, you know, yeah, nothing actually. <laughs> that, that was it. So, uh, yeah, be look, be on the lookout for the soldier game this yeah, winter I'm and sure completely that, avoid it. I'm sure that'll be in fucking stores. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk some GameStop. I was actually in a GameStop yesterday picking up a uh, pop. Oh, what did you get? So I got uh, Louis Armstrong from one of my favorite anime, Full Metal Alchemist. And uh, he's this big, meaty dude. He looks like uh, like Goldberg, but with like a little blonde fleck. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, picked that up. But uh, just in Q3 alone of 2018, GameStop has lost uh, in the area of $500 million. How, how much? $500 million oh, wow. in Q3 alone That's of 2018 crazy. not even the whole year just in q3 are they down for the count 100 percent. i think they've gone the way of play and trade i miss playing trade i know me too because at least i feel like i wasn't getting fucked the moment i walked into a play and trade well you feel like you're here, here was my thing with playing trade I, I i believe i had a really good experience and you know this is completely subjective like those people gave a shit 
one of these guys dead ass stopped me from buying a game once and i was like wow like i don't think anybody at gamestop would have cared they would have been like you want the warranty yeah it prevents scratch it motherfuckers <laughs> but i don't know man i just had a really good experience with playing trade and it's had to see that go fun fact yes. let me tell you a quick story about playing trade so black ops 2 was coming out right we hadn't pre- i didn't pre-order nothing but we waited in line i don't know what possessed me to do that Right, so we're waiting this long ass line, and they're taking for fucking ever, and it's around the corner. This is on Pulaski, and I look across the store to the plane trade. It's the lights are on, nobody's in line. So I and looked at Adriana. Over. Yeah, I looked at Adriana. We looked at each other. I'm like, let's let's see. Walked right in, grabbed that fucking shit, walked right the fuck out. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah. I bet they give you. Did they give you the pre-order bonus too? They gave me a t-shirt. Yep. Gave me the t-shirt and everything. Holy shit. Yep. That just goes to show you, man. Yep. yep that just yep, goes yep. to show you. But yeah, man. Five hundred million Q three alone. Speaking of which, span. yes, let's talk. Fuck you, GameStop, because you stole me my poster from uh, Mortal Kombat Armageddon. I still haven't got my pre-order my pre-order bonus from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You might, you might want to call them and there, uh, right? I might fucking file an official complaint. So I, I think it's safe later. to say that they're floating downward. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think. I think a smart move would be to, you know, like I mentioned, to have like a game rental system. Yeah. And I like, what are you going to do at this point? You're like hemorrhaging blood. And, you know, I don't like the place. You don't like the place. Um, it's really not kind of what it was back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of these things are going digital now. You just buy it straight from the PlayStation store. Or you, My la- the last three games I bought are all digital. Mm-hmm. It's so much more convenient, man. You just, you know, wake up 15 minutes earlier. Buy it, have it download while you're at work, and come home and play it. Yeah. You know, you don't got to go 20 minutes out of your way to go to a I store remember, uh, and hope they have it. There was a time, I think when the PlayStation 3 would come out, because you know those big-ass updates and shit, I would have my, I'm like, oh, your game got here. I'm like, can you do me a favor? Can you turn on my console, put the game in, and let it update? And she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it happened a couple of times. Don't have that problem anymore. Really, not really. If you buy digital, you don't have that issue. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I've decided already that I am going to buy Mortal Kombat physically, though. That definitely. Is. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I hope they do a steel book, but that's another thing. Well, they have the premium edition, which they won't that you can buy right now. That they you they don't even tell you what's in it, which is I hate, I hate it, I hate that. If you're gonna if you're gonna try to charge me a hundred dollars for a game, for like the super fancy smancy edition, which I'm sure is gonna come with the season pass, let me know what's coming with, because otherwise I have no. You know what's totally an Ed Boon thing to do? Mm. Put it up there, have no information on it, and then the moment the full like live reveal comes. Pull that down, pull that like premium version down, and be like, "Well, man, if you trusted us, you get all this cool that, shit." That is a very boony thing to do, you motherfucker. Why you gotta do that to well, me? Why I gotta give him ideas? <laughs> but um, no, I totally feel you, man. We're 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 grown ass men. We got bills to pay. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got a mortgage and stuff. So hundred bucks is kind of a commitment. Yeah, and especially for a game um, that you're gonna but sink all this time into. A lot and, of time. You know, well, which is, I, I think is, is probably less serious than a game that's maybe like a one-off kind of thing, mm-hmm. but still a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks and we will see. But GameStop, um, I give it till the end of 2019 before we figure out, um, filing for bankruptcy. You think they get bought out? By who? Amazon? Best Buy. Um, I don't know, man, because Best Buy is starting to get out of the, the video game thing too. This is true. I feel like they're only stocking up on a handful of the new stuff, and then all the old stuff is constantly on sale. I feel like they're trying to constantly get rid of it. They got rid of the Best Buy Games Club thing. Don't didn't fucking they? get me started on that. Right? That's Which was horrible, horrible, horrible. I'm still I'm still mad at them for that because it was like, oh my god, it's actually worth it. Like it, oh my god. I'm not yeah. It. So I think they're trying to get out of that industry. I think they're just going to carry consoles and accessories. And fun fun fact about that: after GameStop stopped, or not GameStop, Best Buy stopped that. 
Amazon's like, well, now you got to pay fucking. If you're not a prime, if you're a prime member, you still got to pay full price for your games now. Thanks, assholes. Appreciate it. Amen. It's a big industry, and they know they can get away with shit like that. Well, at this point, well, I'm like, you got what a five percent discount if you bought off Amazon, right? A pre-order. Fifteen. Oh wow. Fifteen percent. Yeah. I was paying fucking forty-five dollars for new games. That's a fucking good chunk of change, bro. That's a lot of money that I was saving buying new games. That's like a twenty-five percent. Yeah. Exactly. So whatever the fuck it was, it was a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know. Uh, it is what it is. Again, games gamers are the first fucking class of people to get fucked by the by the by big the dick man. by the big dick of my developers. Uh, my buddy was showing me the trailer for Geonosis on Battlefront Two, the new one, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, man, it looks really good and it looks super realistic." Still not fucking buying it. Why? When you could fucking boot up fucking the original oh, five. I spend gladly spend the four dollars on that one yeah. again. And it was just kind of like, like, yeah, it's super nice and super cool, but it's supposed fuck to be. Fuck that. Yeah, it's supposed to be, motherfucker. But uh, yeah, so fuck GameStop. And sorry, I don't mean to defend. Yeah, man. Like I said, I think end of 2019, we'll, we'll know their fate for sure. And I we'll agree. have either a filing for bankruptcy, a buyout, or, you know, all these people panicking and shit yeah. like that. And like, this is like, this is not a, a collapse that I don't feel bad about. Like, we felt bad about Toys R Us. We don't feel bad about this at all. They had it coming. I think Toys R Us collapsed because we stopped going for a couple of years there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to music before I feel even more guilty about my <laughs> life choices. So we had a 10-song set list of a, Upon a Burning Body. They confirmed their recording an album for 2019. I know I said 2018 was going to be the metalcore year, but I got a really good feeling about 2019 because every time I die, the devil wears Prada, Upon a Burning Body. And that's already three strong contenders on the top five list right now. Indeed. So, uh, did you happen to come up with a set list? I did not. I actually slipped my mind. I'm like, oh, man, I should do that. And I kept on fucking forgetting to do it. Very cool. I will week. pull up mine then, and I stuck to 10. This one was a bit easier to do because I, I kind of know what I like with this band. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're going to open up with Texas Blood Money because the stars at night are big and bright. Right. In the yeah, heart of Texas. Texas, yeah. I think it's a great way to open up. Just come out clapping. Just. I'm surprised you didn't uh, go BMF on that one. No, man, we're going to save that one. We're going to okay. save that for a little later. So, Texas Blood Money. Then we're going, gonna go into Till the Break of Dawn because that shit slaps and I love that Vato Metal feel. Uh-huh. Uh, already Broken. Uh-huh. I feel like I, I don't particularly love the song. I feel like it's kind of got to be on there, though. I feel like they, they're really trying to push that one. Red Razor Wrists. That's a good one. Throwback. Uh, Sin City. I forgot how much I like Sin City. I was like, oh, fuck, man. This shit, bang. Uh, from Sin City, we're going to go We're gonna go to the, uh, you know, uh, Danny, Le- Danny Leal going, oh, this is for... Uh, all our old upon a burning body friends, right? And then they're going to play Carlito's Way mm-hmm. <laughs> and then go into any given Sunday and just fucking tear that fucking floor up. <laughs> okay, so from any given Sunday, we're going to do Bad Motherfucker, which, you know, kind of the same vein as uh, Already Broken. It's good. Really? You don't you don't think a high on Bad Motherfucker, huh? No. No, man. I my, Really? My favorite upon a burning body album is their second one, Texas Blood Bone. You don't like Straight from the Body I love Straight from the Body. I totally forgot Straight from the Body. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm going to stick with my mistake. Number nine is Mimic because that song gets no love. And it's probably my favorite Upon a Burning Body song. Okay. That shit fucking shreds. And then we're going to close with The Island of Lost Dreams. Wow. Okay. Yeah, man. I think I could probably come up with one on the fly off the top of my hizzy, right? Off the top of your hizzy. All right. So let me pull up their, their shit real quick because uh, you're going to have to count with me because I'm fucking drunk. Oh, right. I'm not really drunk, but... So I'm gonna do a I'm gonna open up with something this is some old old school shit, all right? So we're gonna do a showtime bad motherfucker kind of combo intro. thing. Yeah, intro thing. So that's number one. All right. That's number one. So we got that done. 
Straight from the barrio till the break of dawn, right? Uh, razor red wrists. Red razor wrists. Red razor wrists, I'm sorry. Uh, we're also going to throw a middle finger to the world. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're going to do a little bit of that. Um, we'll do Planet... No, not Planetary. From Dust Till Dawn. Okay, that's five. Very good choice. Uh, the New Breed. That's six. Uh, already Broken. What number is that? Seven? Seven. Uh, did I say straight from the barrio already? Yep. I did? Okay. Uh, till the break of dawn. Intermission. Okay. Mm, they're on eight now, right? Yep. Uh, okay. And then we'll do Donnie Brasco. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Nice and grimy. Sorry. <laughs> and Carlito's Way. No. Nice. Carlito's Way to close? No. Wait. There was another song I wanted to close. I was looking at it. Tick tock. Oh, my God. I was looking at it. Where'd it go? Which album? I don't remember now. Fuck. Fuck. Uh-oh. Jake can't find his closer. Fuck. We'll do Carlito's way to close. No. Did I say intermission? What about intermission? Did I say intermission? See, I should have wrote this shit down. I didn't do it. See. Okay. So that's your time. That's my time. Very cool. I totally forgot about Straight From The Barrio. I was, I was having, dude, I was having too much fun with the set list. Honest to God. I was like, yeah, man, this it, shit it is the I, name of the album. One of their best albums. How do you I, forget? I, honestly, I totally forgot, but, um, kind of some closing thoughts on upon a burning body. Um, this band was one that I grew up with. I would say this band, Chelsea grin, uh, as blood runs black. black yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw these guys grow up and when, you know, they dropped their first demo and their first real release, I was like, this shit is tight. This is the deathcore crew that I'm gonna like hang with, and it's it's good, man. Because Chelsea Grin's got you know Tom Lambarsis is now phenomenal vocalist. I think Chelsea Grin's better than they've ever been. Um, and Upon a Burning Body has had very good, consistent albums. Although I do kind of miss the theming. Let me get like a Danny Trejo themed album. I don't know, man. I fuck. I I really love that whole kind of ghetto ghetto kind of vibe that they that have. San Antonio vibe. With the new one. I, I love that new album. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm just saying, I kind of miss the no, theming I, I, of the songs. I, I I'm just saying. Even though, you know, most of the time they had nothing to do with the movie or yeah. anything. But let me get a Danny Trejo album, man. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it is what it is, Danny man. Leal, and I just want to say, I'm super proud of my boy Josie for taking that band national and doing, <laughs> doing great things with them. <laughs> so the inside joke is that we, we worked for a man named Josie and... Uh, he looks like he could be a fatter version of Danny Leal from a j- Upon a Burning Body. Know, like know. a wider version. You see that? Oh, you don't have Facebook. You fucking put up a video of him betching three, or deadlifting 355. Wow, good for him. Fucking swole mother. He's a meathead, bro. He, he's like he's like yeah. five feet tall. For Let me paint the picture. For, for Imagine the, a Goomba with arms. Kind of. He's, he's, he's five feet tall. And I remember one time, you know how when the rollers fall off the track at UPS? Oh, yeah. So me one time, me and Chris Forreston were having a hard time putting their shit back on the track. Joey's like, "Get the fuck out of the way!" Picks it up, deadlifts it himself, and throws it back onto the. And he the called you a pussy afterwards. Yeah, he did. <laughs> He's like pussies. <laughs> we're like, whatever, dude. It yeah, is. man. I remember. Uh, I, th- I think that's your story where you said, "I'm gonna put you on my, my dick, dick and, and fuck my girl." <laughs> 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 Classic. Yeah, man. We should get him on the show, man. He's, oh my, no, man. He's easy. It's one of my favorite people at UPS history right there. All time. We all time. All right, man. So let's talk. Uh, you had some certified bangers, didn't you? I did. So let me pull it out. So this is stuff that showed up on my iTunes for the week bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, there's a band called, I mean, it's very modern metalcore name, Above, comma, Below. I hate that. As I, Above, So Below would have no, probably worked better. Yeah. Well, it's Above, comma, Below. Uh, they had a song come out called Beyond the Mosaic Garden. 
It's very, um, they have very clean guitars over like really heavy riffs, which I kind of like. I like that vibe. So it makes kind of gives you that, that kind of journey. So it's kind of sludge in the background, but pretty up front. Yes, definitely. It has a little bit of that. We're not super, super fond of the, of the cleans, but it's good. I like it. They do a good job. Uh, this is a band you put me on. They put out a new single called, uh, carry me Fox blood. Put out a song oh, called carry wow. me Fox blood. I thought you didn't like them there. I liked them. I just wasn't super fond of the vocals, mm-hmm. but the vocals were pretty good in the song. I will say, cool. uh, uh, there's another, so another band called void of vision have a song called kill all my friends. Yeah. Void of vision fucking smacks. Yep. Smacks, 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 smacks. And, um, a band that I talked about a while ago, set the stun. They came up with a song called walking T- or Walk Tall 2, which is a sequel to the pre- or previous song that they had. And last but not least, uh, Die Artist Murder has a new single called Death Perception. Death's Perception, not Depth Perception. Uh, and it fucking rips, man. Death's Perception. When you said death. Death's Perception, my, my, my head went to a song. And it's like playing in my head now and I can't fucking put a finger on it. Oh, I'll come back to you with that name of the okay. song. But the lyrics are like, Death's Perception, something, something, something. Death's I like yeah. It. All right. Um. So I have my Spotify stats, and I know you don't got those because you got Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Um. So I listened to thirty four thousand minutes of music in twenty eighteen. Um. I don't think that's super crazy because my buddy got like ninety six thousand minutes. Damn. Um. Can you guess my top five artists? Top five artists. Every time I die. Yep. Not number one. Uh. Okay. That's. that. I'll that's... give you a hint. You know the next three. Okay. Um, one of them is on my albums list. One of them is on your albums list. Yeah. Uh, for, for like the top five. Silent albums. Planet. Uh, nope. Silent Planet is not on here. Really. Um, let me think. Is my ticket home on there? No. Really. A little bit more mainstream. A little bit more mainstream. He says. Uh, I'm drawing a blank now. Sure. Number two is Dance Gavin Dance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, number three. This I love that music video, by the way, for the Son of Robot. Yeah, phenomenal, oh, right? So good. Great animation. Wait. Sorry, go ahead. Um, number three, um, you know, they got all them EPs and stuff. Those themed EPs. Oh, Devil's Prada. Yep. Number four is uh, Little Peep. Wearing a Little Peep shirt right What now. is going on with that? What, what is going that, on with that? That shirt. Oh, you don't like it? I think it's kind of minimal compared to some of his other fucking merch, which is atrocious, but I don't know. I you like Little Peep? Yes, I do. I do enjoy Little Peep. Takes a lot of the, uh, the good emo stuff that we grew up listening to and puts it in ramp, but... Um, you know, that being said, it's not for everyone. You may not like it because a lot of it is kind of the party rap stuff. And, you know, my girlfriend was kind of like, we, we were listening to a peep song and she was like, well, I guess he got what he wanted for where he, when he said, I didn't, I don't want to wake up in the morning and, you know, he, he died last year, but whatever. Uh, number five, um, this is three years in a row they've been on here and I'm surprised they actually made the cut for this year. Cause I was kind of, we had some beef there. Hundredth. Oh, they still made the cut. Wow. Yeah, three years in a row. I, I thought that was pretty wow. So they still made the cut, man. Good for them. My top Shoe gaze. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> top songs. Uh this one came as a surprise to me, man. This is a uh this is Neo Seol by After the Burial. Neo Seol. Neo Seol. Neo Seol. I, I fucking love that track. It's such a banger. it's to, like the if there was a song ever to get me into gent, it's that one. Were you the one saying that? No, was you? You're the one that's saying that after the burial was too genty. Who would you say that was too genty? The other, somebody at Warp Tour. Um, Veil of Maya. Uh, Veil of Maya was one of them because I saw him last year with the Dovers Proud, and I was like too genty for me. But this is kind of this is still genty, but it hits a lot of the other elements I like. So I don't know, man. I, I still don't like Veil of Maya. Really? Yeah, man. I don't. I just What's don't wrong dig with it. You? 
don't know, a lot of things. Was it Born of Osiris? No, it wasn't Born of Osiris. Definitely not. It was it was not it was some man at Warped. I remember that. Uh, moving on, uh, this is a song Johnny put me on with. It's called uh, "Music Sounds Better with You" by Stardust. It's like an old '80s like disco house track. Love it. Uh, then Decane with the Boys. I think this is year two. It's on here. Uh, don't see it going away anytime soon because hey, that song fucking smacks. It's a lifer. Uh, Toxic Pretender. Ooh, I'm this one made it and not digging, but I guess I must listen to this one more. Uh, yeah. And then last one is "Save That Shit" by Peep. But that's my top. Uh, that's my tops. Very cool. Very cool. A little bit of a mix there. I like it. Yeah, man. A little bit of a mix. I, I was honest. Honest to God, I was kind of shocked that 100th made that top five. But, that is very interesting. You know? Oh, well. I guess, uh, you know, their old shit still bangs, and there's no denying that, mm-hmm. whether you like the new 100th or not. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, that being said. Who are we doing 10 song set list for next week? You pick. Dead Rose Prada. <laughs> can we do 13 again? We could do 13. Okay. <laughs> we, could do, we could do an encore for that. Yeah. Because, uh, so, okay. So, the, some bands are a lot harder to do. Than others. Or keep it to under the 10 limit. Yeah. You know, that, that's the problem here. And like Vanna and the Devil Wears Prada. It's too hard. Every time I die, like there's so many things you have to cut, unfortunately, and leave ah, out. Ah. You're trying to fit like a like a Godfather film keep, into. Keep in mind that I'm the guy that fucking didn't put uh, Werewolf on his fucking every time I die because I'm an idiot. Point in case. I fucking forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck. I'm still mad about that. It's all right, man. Oh, well, it is what it is. But I think... Oh, quick oh. side note. Uh, I will not be here next week. You will not. I will be in Buffalo enjoying Every Time <laughs> I Die and some live wrestling and some booze. What day are you going on that? This is Saturday? I am leaving Thursday. I will be there Friday, Saturday, and I return Sunday night. All right. So I guess that will be the debut of the... the what's we call it then? The sports show with Adam. Good. Because I only got one day off this, these weeks, so that'll do it. <laughs> All right, man. I will... Uh, well, that means I was going to delay... The hundred, because I'm not going to count it. It's going to be its own thing. Well, mm. I guess you could say I'm going to be decaying with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a fun, safe trip, my friend. Uh, and with that, I guess that's going to close out the Second City Kids podcast, episode number 97. Let me actually pull out my notes for the end, because I feel like I forget a lot of stuff sometimes. You do your little call-outs, but you only do the ones you remember. Yeah, definitely. Subscribe right on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Spotify, Google Play, anywhere else podcasts are found. Uh, yeah, go ahead and like and subscribe us on all that good stuff and let us know what's, how, we're, how we're doing. We're also active on Twitter. We uh, are. I am more so than Jacob. So if it's you true. got any questions, comment, concerns, uh, feel free to shout us out. Let us know. And uh, You can also email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com. I actually look at the email quite regularly. Uh, yeah, man. We're having a, a good little run this last couple of weeks. So hopefully we can keep that going. Keep trucking along. And uh, yeah. Can you get that mirror on ping? What? Huh? Huh? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Second City Kids Podcast. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I'm like, maybe we should like make like a permanent like sign off. Yeah, sign off. And I just like insert it into the mm-hmm. end of the show every week so I don't forget shit. But hey man, half of the fun is waiting for me to say deuces. <laughs>